Radio. I am super vegan Brian. I am super vegan Brian, joined by (laughs) Chrissy Smurferka. Hola. David the Evolved the Third. Hey, everybody. And it is the return of the All Father. Odin is back with us once again. How long has it been this time? Um, It hasn't been a year because you did a pop in a few months ago. You did like a can I be on that episode? <laughs> right. Uh, six or eight months, I think. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's been a minute. Yeah. Oh, inhale I... and exhale, one good nap, one of those. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what, so, um, for listeners who don't know you, yes, please. Oh, who am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Odin Abbott. I'm four-time Emmy Award-winning uh, PBS editor. And uh, uh, I have awesome. a YouTube channel called Odin May. Actually, that's real. I really am. Yeah. I, I know. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but I have a YouTube channel called Odin Makes. It's all about how to make cosplay props, how to make uh, things made out of foam, uh, helmets and swords. Uh, I made a full Mechagodzilla suit. I made a full Gundam that could be worn by somebody. And um, yeah, if each and every video is start to finish, how I make my pattern, cut my foam, glue my foam, paint my foam, and I end up with a thing. I call it a cooking show for props. If you didn't say it, I was going to. <laughs> I mean, um, I still love the episode you made grilled cheese sandwich when it actually was a cooking show. Yes. Oh, that was that first April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, that was the first April Fool's. Amazing. Yes, I've done a number of April Fool's videos. <laughs> um, I think this last year was great fun when I pushed oh, Joe off the roof. That was so good. Oh my <laughs> god, was so much stupid work to do that video. <laughs> Did you ever make the prop? Um, the prop grilled cheese sandwich? No, I've never made a prop one. Well, yes, but no. Uh, I've never made, well, wow. <clears throat> so I'm tripping over myself. I've never made a foam grilled cheese sandwich, except bread is edible foam. Uh, I've never <laughs> made a prop grilled cheese sandwich, except all the grilled cheese sandwiches in that video that went through a power tool didn't have cheese where the blade was, so I wouldn't gum it up. So they were props. They weren't <laughs> real sandwiches. So, ah! <laughs> the short answer, yes. Yes, short answer, yes. <laughs> I, so... As usual, we we when we bring Odin back, I go through his back catalog, and normally I pick a bunch of videos to just kind of mention. But this time, I found the Deep Slate Redstone Ore from Minecraft oh. and just watched it. <laughs> okay. I um so I started playing Minecraft almost about ten months ago, okay. and um. So I'm part of a Discord for the people I play with and shared that video. So, yeah, so maybe you'll get some new viewers. Oh, cool. <laughs> I need to do that more often because generally my circle of people I know, I, I'll share something of yours and they'll go, oh, my 
my god, you know that guy? I've watched his videos before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was uh at the old spaghetti factory. Uh, uh there's one here in Sacramento. I know they're all over at least the West Coast. Um and when you're eating at the old spaghetti factory, you get put into a booth, they have really high backs, so you can't see yeah. into your neighbor's booth. I'm eating, enjoying uh dinner with my friend, and suddenly somebody comes up from the side that I thought that was you, I heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What was it like the first time somebody recognized you in public? Weird. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't too weird. Here, here's the thing. Um, it was weird, but I'm uh, such an ego thing to say. I'm kind of used to it. Uh, for like five or six years, I worked at a local comic shop from like 89 to 95. And there were so many geeks and people that I know in the immediate areas that I would go to that recognized me for comics and comics. Um, and because uh, I was a guy, sense. I built a big red foam dragon that was on the wall. Um, so for the longest time, I would have people, I ran into somebody randomly in San Francisco went, Oh, hey, Odin, you know, <laughs> all right, hi. So, but that was 20 years prior is when I left that, like, you know, or more. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was weird. I was at a convention and some dude ran up to me and goes, you're Brian Darnell. You're, and I like, oh my God, you know, the podcast. And it wasn't this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was a question and answer like side like segment on another podcast for a very short amount of time and <laughs> it apparently was a very popular segment but the podcast went to YouTube and they didn't really need it anymore so I did it for like six months almost a year or something like that and people at cons still recognize me for that um the gaming group i'm in right now the pathfinder group somebody goes oh yeah i remember when you were on the podcast and i'm like oh nerd podcast radio and they're like no no direction a pathfinder podcast and i'm like i was on it for like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's flattering <laughs> I never, ever want to be recognized. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like the idea of somebody like coming up to me and going, Hey, Erica. Are you Kersey Smurf? Yeah. And then like, I have no idea who it is. And I'm like, wait, do I know you in real life? Do I like, I, now I'm just confused because I'm really bad with like names, but I'm really good with faces. So even at work, like people will be like, Hey, Erica. Like, cause I work with like hundreds of people. I'll be like, Hi. And I'll like recognize their face. I'll remember a story they told me, but I couldn't tell you their name to, to save my life. I couldn't. And so if people ever actually recognized me like out because of this or something like that, I would be super confused. I'd be like, wait, where do I know them from? Should I know them? Do I am I supposed Am I the asshole right now? I'd be real confused. So Erica, you're not the that. you're not the only one. I do that. <laughs> that happens to me all the goddamn time. <laughs> it's gonna like, happen this year now. Someone's like, "Oh, hey man, what's up?" <laughs> my first thought is, "Where the fuck do I know you from?" You're gonna be in an old spaghetti factory, and someone's gonna go, "I know that voice." <laughs> <laughs> I just rely on my voice being too high pitched for anybody to want to listen to you for a very long time. So, your, they'll your never voice recognize. Is you. Too high pitched for some people to hear sometimes. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I think my husband uses that and his hearing loss as an excuse to not do things. <laughs> uh, so we don't have a topic today, which means oh. <laughs> we're going to 
come up with a way to come up with a topic as we usually do when we do these kind of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But first. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. And she made the same facial expression she made last time. <laughs> Well, yeah, all you got to do is play the recording again. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how recordings work. Odin appreciates the the editing. I mean, you don't even notice the lighting change. (laughs) Uh, I see Odin's getting a prop ready, so... Um, Well, I realize, you know, my memory is, like, kind of pooped, so... uh, I was aggressively to make a note on. Best thing I got is a two by four. Yeah, hey, so, uh, that's the trick. <laughs> with my Bob the Builder uh, carpenter pencil, so I'm good to go for notes. I don't have paper. I don't either. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're we're flying I've got DIY paper. We're, we're flying without an outline tonight, folks. Why? Well, Strap in. I actually this is going off the rails. I actually took my notepad with me while traveling and haven't unpacked it. <laughs> oh, um. So, as our guest, you know what's going to happen. Oh no! What's been you nerdy with you? First? You know the drill. I'm afraid to talk on camera. The public's gonna hate me. Um, <laughs> the public does hate me. Whatever. Um, two weeks, huh? Okay, let's see. It can be a few too. Okay, well, I've, I've, I've got. I, I have one that I will stick with, right? But the first thing that comes to mind because it seems very nerdy. Um, I spent a good portion of last week and actually this Monday uh, interviewing a number of uh, engineers for upcoming social media videos for Engineer Week. So apparently uh, the week oh, of the neat. 21st is going to be Engineer Week in February. Um so this is all through uh, the California Department of Water Resources. I was talking to a structural engineer, a, um, a, a mechanical engineer, a civil engineer, and a dam safety instructor, a dam safety inspector. And so that that whole thing seems pretty nerdy, but it's kind of normal. So I'm thinking the wow. thing, I mean, it's not normal, but you know, it's you do interviews with people, right? These happen to be engineers and they happen to be dam engineers. Oh, I mean, always uh, remember safety third. Yes. <laughs> um, how about... On uh, yesterday, on yesterday, uh, I was down at the Salton Sea uh, in Southern California because uh, they were removing the uh, river diversion and allowing the water to flow back into the recently completed weir, which is a very low dam that water flows over. It's a way of restricting water and creating pools. Um, it was a project that started three three years ago, and yesterday they finally completed it to the point they're letting water go through it. So I got to fly a drone and record video with two other drone pilots from two other departments doing the, the same thing. So for the first time for me, I had to coordinate what altitude I was at so we wouldn't collide with each other in the air <laughs> while recording this thing that's going to happen once. <laughs> nice. That's you know, awesome. I don't know how nerdy that is, but that was, it was a lot of that's, fun to do. That's pretty nerdy. <laughs> pretty nerdy. Yeah. That, that's pretty nerdy. Yeah. So uh, I, I flew an RC drone. I got paid for it. That was my, that was my nerdy <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, I call an audible. Brian, you go next. <laughs> oh. I, I wrote out the order. Too bad. Yeah, but uh, nobody's paying attention because this is an off the rails episode. Here. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have an outline in front of me. Like I said, I called an audible. Um, go. How can this be? How can this be off the rails and have an outline? There isn't one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so my nerdy thing happened on the way home from work today. I called Erica to tell her about a funny story, and this gives me an excuse to tell this story on the podcast because I forgot about it during what's nerdy with you last time. So. I called Erica and I told her the story about something that happened in Mexico that I thought was really fun. Um, so, 
You Sorry. can judge. I, I don't care look. if I lose. I saw if you that don't. look. <laughs> I don't care if I lose if you don't consider this nerdy, but I know you will be entertained <laughs> by this. Um, so we went to Rhythms of the Night, which is a it's a show in Puerto Vallarta. You take a boat out to a secluded beach that you can't get to any other way by boat. And you go through, like you get off the boat and there's lights in the water so you could see the big fish swimming. And you then walk through a pathway and the Cirque du Soleil style performers are all in like leopard costumes or there's jugglers and people in giant puppet outfits. And you walk through and then you see this amazing show and then you go for this like incredible buffet dinner. After the dinner... (laughs) So I was there with my wife, my mom, and um, Heather, Heather's friend, uh, Heather's aunt's friend who came with us. So Heather's um, great aunt and all of her friends, one of their friends came with us. Um, so I go, hey, they told us we can explore the island. And I saw some hammocks over there. Do you care if I go over there and check them out? And they had these hammocks that were like hanging over the beach, over the surf coming in. And I thought it was really cool. So I went over, laid down in a hammock, checked it out, got a little bored after a while. And I looked up and there's a girl. So next to the path, there's a high wire. And it's about about five feet off the ground, something like that. It's not super high, high, but it's like, and when I see it, I go, oh, so that must be one of those things that's there for when you're walking in and the performers on the way in, you might see people walking on the high wire. And I see this girl looking at the high wire with intense interest. Oh God. And she's in her twenties. And after dinner, most people have had a few drinks. Oh God. She's got liquid courage. So I get an idea in my head and I don't know where it comes from. I walk over to the high wire, sit on a wall next to the high wire and just watch this girl for a while as she examines the high wire. And I just go, so do you think you can get up on it? And she goes, I don't know how I would. And I said, you could lift yourself up. And she jumps up and pushes herself up onto the high wire and does a flip and lands on her ass. <laughs> and, I, and she just gets up and I go, well, that didn't work. And she tries to pull herself up a couple times and I'm sitting there going, well, you could lift your leg up and just pull yourself up the rest of the way. And she's like, I'm not tall enough. And I went, well, there's platforms on the poles next to the high wire. I bet you could get on one of them. How would I get onto one of them? Well, lift yourself up like you did before and then lift one leg onto the platform. And she's like, I think I can do that. And she looks and she goes, do you think we'll get in any trouble for for doing this? And I said, well, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said, but seriously, there's no signs. Worst case scenario, someone's going to come up and tell you not to. And she goes, that's true. And she grabs onto the wire, yanks herself up, gets one whole leg on the platform, and a dude runs up and goes, no, 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 you can't do that. It's for your safety. And she goes, oh, okay, and gets down. It was a good try. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I, I don't you, think... You, you, sir, are a terrible influence. <laughs> right. I went back to my table and I was like, I just encouraged someone to behave badly. <laughs> you, you are a terrible influence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I told her about the podcast, so maybe... <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, so you advertise for the podcast while you're on vacation. 
Did you save your receipts? That's a light off now. That's not a bad Ooh. idea. Ooh. I mean, I got I got fleeced this tax season, so I you know, we have a lot of Mexico that listens. It pops up on SoundCloud all the time. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are bots, but we do get a lot of that traffic. <laughs> um, uh okay, David, what was nerdy uh, with you? Well, uh I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for the new NBC show where they started redoing Night Court, and I realized that I had never actually well, I've seen clips and read synopses and some episodes, but I've never actually seen it. So I started watching Night Court. I'm on like season three. <laughs> That's amazing. I love this show. It's great. I oh, have really a deep yeah. personal, oh, it's so good. It's so I good. have a deep personal connection to Night Court. Mm. Harry Anderson performed at my um, elementary school. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And he did the needle in the arm. <laughs> so cool. That's yeah. great. I was like third grade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, With I the love, blood and everything. It was I, amazing. I, I, I love Bull so much. I decided to try and copy him. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? <laughs> you know, had a cinder blocks yet? <laughs> John Larkett's amazing uh, on that oh show. Oh my god, that show's so Crazy. good. And like I said, I, I wanted to see. I wanted to watch the new one, but I figured I would need him to watch the old one first. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great show. I've been that's my nerdy thing. I've been watching the shit out of Nightcore. <laughs> Have you gotten to where they introduce Roz yet? No. Okay, yeah, the um one of the actors dies, and they have to bring in an, yeah. another bailiff. Oh, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, no, I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I do know that that uh, Brent Spiner's and several other uh, the the very like first or second episode of the series has Michael J. Fox in it. Oh, cool! I'd forgotten that. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's all kinds of uh Yakov Smirnov does an episode. Uh um a reoccurring character is um oh what's his name? Um Rudy's father. Um John Aston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um reoccurring like con artist type character. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that's a great show. So And then that's... and Harry Anderson played a reoccurring con artist on Cheers. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's my nerdy thing. I've been I've been watching an old show from the 80s. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you, Erica? What's been nerdy with you? Um, well, honorable mention is that I finished the first book in the Wheel of Time series. Ooh, very nice. It's a right. very long book for record. Mm-hmm. Um, Just wait till I you say- get to the rest of the series. You finished the first book. How long did it take you? Uh, a Wheel of Time. That's what it does. <laughs> I think it took like like twenty hours of reading. How um how did you get is it easier to get through listening because i i've tried reading that book a few times Mm -hmm. yeah um well not having to pronounce everything yourself for the first time is kind of (laughs) nice yeah i mean that's the nice thing about an audiobook you you're like oh that's how you're supposed to say it that makes sense (laughs) um I mean, I got through it. It was good. So I have it on my uh, my Kindle app. So and I also have it on Audible. So, you know, because Chris has Chris has to he works. So he listens to stuff while he's driving around. So most everything he's he's like, I'm interested. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, so we have it in both. But that's my honorable mention. My nerdy thing is actually what I did when I got off the phone with Brian tonight. Um, I had I had uh, my friend's kiddos over. So I had five kids in my house. And I wow. was like, I was like, what do I do with all these kids? Because like they're being crazy. And I was like, I know we'll have a dance party. And then Rowan was like, dance party. <laughs> and so 
I uh, danced in my living room with five kids for two hours straight. And I was drenched in so much sweat that I had to take a shower before I got on the podcast. (laughs) Because I was like, I'm just like, like red faced. And I was like, that's not going to be good for video. Um, So, but yeah, uh, I was dancing with the kids and then their mom came to pick them up, uh, Tia, my friend. And then uh, she started dancing with us. So the next thing it was, it was me and Tia dancing and the kids staring at us as we were dancing to like salt and pepper and black street and all those like great nineties things. And the kids were like, what is happening? We did some in vogue stuff and she was my backup dancer. It was, Oh God, classic rock. (laughs) <laughs> so but uh that was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and so that was my nerdy thing is i corralled kids into a dance party and i, it I was out gonna well. say so at the end of my nerdy thing i was gonna say this but i decided not to just in case erica shared that as her nerdy thing <laughs> but at the end of our phone call I, we we just hear coming from the background mom i thought we were gonna have a dance party <laughs> that's why i had to get off the phone and be like all right yep. i gotta go dance Sorry, <laughs> nice so um there are four of us so we get five widgets each um odin Ooh. hmm let's see um i love the honorable mention from from uh erica with a wheel of time because i've almost finished uh re-listening to the stand from stephen king as well mm-hmm. this week which uh was a, a book i have read a long time ago but now i'm listening to the extended edition so i can i can appreciate the oh yeah this one's done on to the next thing although the stand isn't a series so whatever uh still doing a dance party to curl kids is great so that's definitely gonna get two um and uh let's see night court you know, i i watched night court when it was out originally <laughs> me too so, yeah. me too yeah. oh yeah oh yeah uh yeah like i, I remember I, I remember reruns of it when i was a really small kid but i was too young to watch anything i didn't really watch start watching tv till the 90s <laughs> But yeah, oh, I was it's one so of those good. weird kids that I really loved watching Night Court, and I really loved watching um, Frasier. Oh, like, Frasier's mom, great too. My mom couldn't stand Frasier, and here I am, <laughs> like eight years old, watching Frasier, laughing my ass off because they're wonderfully sarcastic. Oh yeah, and I'm not sure any eight-year-old should be understanding what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give a third one to David for night court. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the other three to David. All right. I I agree. So I was next. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is hard. David was going to get all of them until Erica came out with "I Finished Eye of the World." I know that was an honorable mention, but that's it's. It's a really nerdy my thing. Trap, that book is my not easy trap to get on college humor calls that nerd homework. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Accurate. They statement. do a show called Um Actually, and um, I the yeah. Eye of the World came up, and it was like it was like you try to convince something someone to read Eye of the World, and it's like I I would rather read Patrick Rothfuss than that not than that monster, and and Patrick Rothfuss writes really long books. He does. <laughs> You know, it was really it was really dense, I have to say, but I've also read Tolkien 
over and over and over and it's really dense so i'm kind of used to it i was like eh, it's all right i mean Clancy's but it was a dense. good book don't get me wrong <laughs> it, it's a very very well um so like there's a difference between like telling and showing right and it's one of those books that really shows you the world without telling you about it like it's just through the interactions and the dialogue that you start to piece together what this world looks like and i i really enjoyed that so well, that's awesome then there's the other kind of dense like clancy where he gives you three pages of backstory of behind the guy who put the rivets into the helicopter that <laughs> explodes three pages later <laughs> well you know what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give everybody one and david two wow all right yeah uh, um, that includes myself um yep erica it's actually my turn next oh david yes yeah david's turn so, you know, I was going to give Brian two, but now I'm only going to give him one. No, I'm just kidding. I called an audible on you, buddy. I'm actually going to give you three. Brian gets three, and then Odin and Eric each get one. Aww. Now, Erica, last but not least. I'm going to give uh, two to Odin, because I think flying drones and recording something really like that cool. is pretty cool. Um, and I am going to give uh, two to Brian for being a terrible human being. <laughs> um, I always enjoy that. <laughs> and I'm going to give one to David for nostalgia Aww. and i hope you enjoy it Thank i you. really love night court i it is amazing how 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 few times i've actually won this game <laughs> 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 and i think it's because i can't just say i hosted last week's episode <laughs> i made a dick joke about darth vader <laughs> i see the force is strong with this one i'm not gonna lie this game does tend to favor the guests quite heavily but i don't not know today it's well... amazing guests we have i mean odin i think odin it's like it i odin is odin almost had a lot of my votes except for the engineer pun um i live close to a dam so i've heard a lot about damn dams and damn bathrooms and damn oh, engineers sure. so yeah <laughs> yeah it's like boulder city they're damn builders and damn proud of it I, I do want to ask before I forget it so I can write it down. What week is the engineer week? My brother-in-law is an engineer. Um, it's, I believe it's the week of the 20th or it's the 21st of, uh, it, of February. It so, might also the, just be their engineer week. My company does an engineer week in April. So. It's, it's okay. fine. Well, it I, could I don't be. need... I, I, it's just an excuse to do something nice for my brother-in-law. I don't Fair. care if it... Yeah, he could just be like, I didn't know that was a thing. No, I get <laughs> it. I just... I, I, I don't know if that's, if that's an, uh, an actual registered thing if it's just with the... Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I could be like, Good call. I didn't ask. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, my company does an engineer week too, and it's usually like the second week in April. So, who won, Brian? Because I did you? Win? I did. Yay! Oh, nice. Yay! Yeah. yeah. Nightcore so, came in second. Woo! So, I actually have no widgets because they were pulled into an ex existential plane um, last episode um, when Erica couldn't be here. So, as soon as the time knife realigns with the quantum moment, the widgets will arrive again. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were having an existential crisis and were crying in a corner. So no, they were in an existential space. You don't want oh, me okay. to put them in a box and ship them to you? Oh, you have them. I have some, <laughs> I have some of them. I mean, <laughs> they come in through the door. <laughs> 
You know, you know, some people say, some people claim to have things in their closets. I'm just going to start calling your house the existential space from now on. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last time I opened a door marked engineering when I don't know where it came from. So we have no topic. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to ask a question that everyone's going to answer. And that'll be the first thing. And then that could lead to Odin doing the same thing. And then we'll see where this goes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So we play yes. What's Nerdy with you at the beginning of every episode. But I want to know what's the nerdiest thing you've, you've done in between the ages of memory and like 10. And it doesn't have to go in order. It's whoever can okay. think of it first. Um, I jumped off a chair doing a James Brown impression in elementary school choir. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Someone got it on camera. <laughs> it was the early 90s though, so it was like one of those really big VCR camcorders. But yeah, there's there's video footage of that somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh other than that, let's see. Uh I mean, getting on a bus to go to uh, Anime Expo at, at Anaheim wearing a whole bunch of anime shit all over me. Just getting on a regular bus with everyone else to get there was kind of nerdy. <laughs> that young? Holy crap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. First Anime Expo, I was like 10. <laughs> 10 or 11, I don't remember. It was it was wild. We were only there for a couple hours, but it was crazy. And if it helps, we could just say anytime preteen. Sure. Yeah. Um, I saw Harry Blackstone Jr. when I was a kid, and that was pretty awesome. Nice. Right? But I also saw David Copperfield. I was a giant magic nerd when I was a kid, but it was all because of my parents. They always took me to those things. Nice. I saw That's David cool. Copperfield at Bush Gardens. Wow. Which one? We, oh, Virginia. Oh, okay. Where if you live on the East Coast, that's what you call bush gardens i always forget that there's more than one <laughs> there's like three of them <laughs> i was the marbles champion of fourth grade Very i nice. did not know that oh elementary fifth grade uh i was on our quiz bowl team at my elementary school i i did that too but i think i've told that story in the podcast before you have yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I were you in that episode or um not sure if I remember right now. I, I figured out a loophole in the rules, and it was very unfair to the other team. <laughs> okay. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> if you answered before, if you buzzed in before they finished the question, they finished reading it. So we just dominated the buzzer and the other team. And just by rule of probability, we're going to get more questions than them. So we dominated the buzzer and won. Okay. Even after they changed the rule and made it so if you buzzed in, they stopped reading the question. <laughs> <laughs> wow see when we did it they were doing it was done on computers and we had an uh, we had a uh an, a um oh what's the word um an adjudicator that was now uh, proctor we had a proctor that was there keeping time yeah the um those computers that make it so you you know they stop they make it so you can't um interrupt the question those mm -hmm. are called the brian darnell adjudicators <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you weren't the first or not <laughs> yeah. the last team to figure that out and do that. You know, I keep thinking, and I think I was an old lady when I was a kid, because one of my favorite things to do, like every night before bed, I would read my Stephen King book with a cup of tea in bed. That was my thing. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm like saying remember, thing. I'm trying to remember anything specific nerdy because I think everything I did was probably somewhat nerdy. Oh, um, God. Between memory and 10, just to put some small context on it, for those of you who don't know, yeah. uh, that was the 1970s. Yeah. It's, so it's a little, little while bit, ago. <laughs> it's a little bit. Why don't we say so, Odin gets an uh, exception and gets to go to 18 because it's a little bit better of a time difference? <laughs> 
<laughs> so anime expo wasn't a thing uh but what we <laughs> about was um in the 1970s there was this little movie that came out it's a joke i love it was called star wars mm. and so for uh that halloween i wanted to be chewbacca and i can <laughs> barely remember and i remembered it after seeing a picture that my mom shared with me we made a chewbacca co- costume for me for halloween so she sewed this brown fur suit and i had those really bad um nice uh, vampire teeth because chewbacca's got teeth right but the bandolier <laughs> what i remember was explaining that i wanted to take dad's hard pack cigarettes and wrap them with aluminum foil to make the things as bandolier mm-hmm. so um it's as as a nerd i was telling mom how to make a cosplay pop <laughs> that's awesome there you um, go at what seven <laughs> you had you had said in a previous episode that a lot of your inspiration for prop making came from your dad yep yeah my dad, my dad was an engineer he, mm. he was a mechanical engineer um uh so yeah he he enjoyed the problem solving as well so i got a lot of uh there's a lot of pu- physical puzzles in the house, a lot of jigsaw puzzles, a lot of those ring puzzles and weird things. You have to figure out how to make them do different things. Um, one of the more notable things that my dad has done that people have seen is uh, the wheelchair lifts that come out the side of a public bus. Um, those existed before he worked on it, but they weren't reliable. So he made a reliable one that, as far as I know, is still in use in the flexible brand buses. Oh, wow. So Yeah, so he... Uh, the big issue was the mechanics and getting it to go go all the way out of the bus and all the way down to the curb to pick up a wheelchair. His solution was um, put in uh, air shocks on the front of the bus, and it would he called it kneeling the bus. It would drop yeah. the bus eight inches, and then the the thing would come out, and it had had uh, less travel to do. So, and I remember I can barely remember riding on one of the uh, prototypes for that as a kid. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, let's I learned see. how to play D and D at nine years old, sitting on my dad's lap. Nice. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Uh, when I was 13, my next door neighbor and I, in his parents' garage, combined a copy of Axis and Allies with a copy of Risk and a copy of Monopoly and made our own game. <laughs> <laughs> because the other ones were not hard enough. Exactly. <laughs> that might be one of the nerdiest things I've ever heard about anyone doing when they were a kid. Really? Wow. All um, right. My cousin uh, Timmy and I had, I don't know where we, I think my dad got them, but it was just boxes of scrap circuit board. Mm. And we dug out, we hollowed out a log pile. We hollowed out a log pile because the log pile was on a dirt mound already. Mm-hmm. And, but it was really big. So we basically hollowed out a very dangerous fort underneath this thing, but we lined the walls of it with the circuit boards and we made a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. nice. And it was specifically designed to look like the one in the Explorer because mm. that had probably just come out. When I was 15, getting a little bit older here, I don't break the rules, but when I was 15, I wrote a set of rules for playing a miniatures game with green army men and D sixes. Ooh, it was like 12 pages of rules. <laughs> we did something like That's that. Cool. Um, my, um, my brother, well, it was my brother, my sister, and some of the neighborhood kids. We would play X-Men. It was when the 90s X-Men cartoon was huge. And we would play X-Men. And we had rules that we had put together um, about, like, you can play any character, but you had to do something within so many seconds. And, like, there was no, like, you couldn't physically touch somebody, blah, 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 right? So we had all these rules so we could figure out who actually won the X-Men fight, right? So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And uh, one of the neighborhood kids lost and he came up and he need me 
in the crotch, which I'm a girl, but it still hurts. It hits my pubic bone and dropped me. And my brother Andy got super. So the kid did that and he ran out the door and ran and start running back to his house. And my brother Andy chased him down and beat the snot out of him for it. And then he was never allowed to play with us again. Because we that was equal parts really pain. charming and horrifying. It, yes. Were you okay? <laughs> um, it's a pain I'll never forget. I'll tell you that. But and I've I'm had sure. kids for record. I've also had children. But um, yeah. No, uh no, well, I was well, that's okay. good. So things still work. Yeah, right. things still work. They're fine. <laughs> but yeah. Uh I remember um uh, well, I don't remember needing anyone, but I remember uh, slightly modifying rules for Warhammer 40K to play with uh, the three quarter inch, three inch tall GI Joe figures in the backyard. Nice. So and GI Joe, and yeah, and we also had uh, sticks and screwdrivers. So when when hips would go off, we'd make you know little pops in the dirt to make a little. <laughs> We yeah, used no. to go in the backyard and um, nuke um, our G.I. Joes and Legos with um, magnifying glass. Yep. Mm. I used firecrackers for a little while and blew up some of mine, but mostly, uh, like, so when I was developing the game, it was a tape measure, a pair of D6s, and a bunch of army men. And based on the weapons they had was how much damage they did versus on how much armor they had. Oh, that's and cool. It was like that's 12 cool. pages of rules. It was great. Okay, so speaking of miniatures, you go back until I was around maybe four, the end of three and four. My dad would just give me a hammer and nails and a pile of wood, and I would just put stuff together. And I made castles and would have the battle between the army men and the medieval plastic men. Mm, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah um, my I did that am too. very thankful that my dad ha- taught me how to use a hammer when I was really little mm. because I, I mean, I remember doing it when I was tiny, just it, there was no danger of getting hurt because you knew how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but my, I would uh, often just be left with a hammer and nails. <laughs> Yeah, my my my, uh, my my grandfather did the same. He was a carpenter by trade. He, he was a CB in the navies and was a carpenter by trade. So um, myself and my cousin, when we were there on the weekends, we'd go into his garage, which was a carpentry shop that had a car in it. He would pull out when he needed the space, and uh, we would build stuff. <laughs> I think my dad's basic idea was um so i would go in the shop with him when he was doing carpentry and it was like you're not allowed near any of the power tools here's a hammer and nails and a handsaw (laughs) no i paid the iron price for using the uh the uh the power tools uh my dad was a metal worker he uh i didn't i didn't really run into the shop and do much with it (laughs) yeah but i do remember him uh welding together an aluminum sailboat we put in the swimming pool for a little bit just uh, just a toy one it wasn't one i could get in but very cool made a little my grandpa made my cousin and i um big wooden trucks and stuff for for gift for christmas and birthday gifts and stuff it was really cool yeah um we were really he was really into wood joinery and uh marquetry so there was always like very detailed jigsawing and gluing and stuff but i mean i would get to glue the pieces together nice <laughs> cool yeah very cool i can remember uh, going out in the garage and dad was working on some project and and um, just reading a book aloud. It was one of those, mm. the one I really remember was a, one of those choose your own adventure books. And um, dad was just thrilled to have me out there with him while he was doing something. So mm-hmm. and I remember years later uh, with, with the second wife, she would read in the car while he was driving. So apparently he liked it. Mm. <laughs> uh, choose your own adventure books. Training my yep. hamster. You did I don't what? Know if this counts, but I trained my hamster to follow me around the house. 
mouth. You trained your hands for the. I don't know if that's nerdy or not. I, I think that I, I didn't know you that. that you you have magical powers. I, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could train a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you train a hamster. So, so, I so was, well done. Uh, yeah, I was a pretty lonely kid sometimes because uh, my mom was always working and I was home alone a lot. Oh, so, so it was your familiar. Hamsters. Okay. Yeah, so I had two hamsters and one was named Poison Ivy and the other one was named Poison Oak. And I trained Poison Oak to follow me around. He was the real fat one. Poison Ivy never listened to anything I said. So, yeah, was but totally I trained familiar. him to follow me around. <laughs> Erica, that's the most adorable thing I've ever heard on the podcast. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody training a hamster. That's that's neat. Um, I, I had a professor who trained his koi okay. um, where he could call their names and the individual ones would jump up and grab food. That takes patience. Yeah. That's just a lot of patience. And I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> until I saw that. So any training of an animal is possible. I, I didn't train them, but there for a while, I remember having a, a couple of mice that I just lucked into. And so I named one cat, the other one was named Food. And of course, cat passed, as mice do, cat passed away early. So for like two years, I had a mouse who was named Food. <laughs> <laughs> I had Linux and Scuzzy. I had two cats, Linux and Scuzzy. I lived with a cat that wasn't mine, that hated all of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so you had had cat. <laughs> yeah. There are very few times in my life I don't remember having a cat. When I had the hamsters, I didn't have a cat. I knew we, we didn't have a cat at that time, but that was because we just came back from Hawaii or something like that. And, and yeah, but uh, I don't know. All my cats were always pretty good i don't know i just get along with cat i don't know why all right the, yeah. the next question's on odin and okay there oh, is odin, no topic yeah. it doesn't have to have this theme okay <laughs> here i had a cat story go for it oh okay uh so it was a period of time when i had a roommate and we had cats or it was his cat um and uh at the time we had a really old microwave and so it was kind of fun to take his cat and just put him in the microwave because you could hit the um but no, which, oh, you turn the dial, the light would come on and the fan would come on, but it wouldn't start cooking until you hit the cook button. So you could put the cat in and spin the dial and it looked like it was cooking. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you wow. open the door, the cat's fine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's fucked up. That poor cat. <laughs> yeah, Could you the, imagine yeah. someone who didn't know that the first time you eat? No, hold on one second. Odin's, oh, Odin's, oh, I can't imagine after that. Odin tells, <laughs> after oh, Odin tells that story, what's something about you that would make people think you were a serial killer? <laughs> so there's this, the same cat we trained to eat olives. Um, we would sit down with pizza and, and uh, give the olive toppings off the pizza to the cat. And he would eat them. So it's like, okay, fine. Here, have an olive. Uh, and so watching TV, not, not paying attention to the cat, not paying attention to the pizza, I look down and the cat's stalking up to the pizza. And I'm getting ready to swat him away when he grabs an olive and runs. Like, All right, well, I trained you for that, so okay. <laughs> I had a cat that would eat spaghetti through her paws. So you would put like Roof. a sink. Yeah, so you'd sit there and you'd hold like a single string of spaghetti and she would like come up and she would grab it with her paws and she would eat it like that. Like she was praying Aww. to the spaghetti. It was adorable. <laughs> that is adorable. Like spaghetti bugs. <laughs> yeah. See, our cat would uh, love to sharpen its claws on my sandals and then we'd yell at it. It would stop and look right at us and then keep doing it. <laughs> uh, I, I had a friend who had a ferret 
And uh, it would run out, and whatever the sole of my sneakers were at the time that Ferret loved, he'd run across the room and just onto the sole and stay that way. <laughs> you know, fight him off and send him out somewhere to run back and bite my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Take the shoes off, pick them up with the ferret. You know? <laughs> it got to the point I, was, I started hanging them up into the closet, and even that didn't stop the cat. Okay. Yeah, thankfully I didn't live with the ferret. Yeah. My mom had a friend, and this is when I was real little, but I very distinctly remember this, who had a pet crow, and the crow would talk. He never said very nice things. It was always like, I mean, they taught him like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you know, shit like that. Well, I mean, she is harboring an attempted murder. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I was like, I knew I wasn't allowed to say those things, but I was highly entertained that this bird was talking. I think it was like four or five, but I was super entertained by this bird. I was like, I didn't even know they could do that. Like you see the things like as a kid, like parrots. Yeah. You never think a crow could. And Mm. yeah, they can. If you spend enough time with them, they totally can. (laughs) I love the meme of uh, you teach a parrot to say, help, I'm trapped, help. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend who had a raccoon. He found a baby raccoon when he was a kid. And I guess like it had been abandoned or its parents died or whatever. But they brought this like itty bitty baby raccoon. They had to bottle feed it. And it was essentially he said it was like a cat that could get into everything. Yeah, I believe it. And he said he he was nice. He was sweet. He never bit anybody like. But he well, yeah, as long as you you raise them from that small, they're not, you know, you don't see they don't have the the influence of others doing that all the time. So they're not going to. It's he said the craziest thing is like in the middle of the night, they would hear banging. And they would go downstairs and the raccoon had gotten to the cabinet with the pots and pans and was sitting there slamming them together. Literally like a toddler. So you got to put the little child blocks on everything. Uh, mom like, just put a whole bunch of the noisy ones at the bottom, and that was the one I could play with, apparently. I don't remember this. She specifically set one up that was safe for me to play with. <laughs> I predate child locks. I lived! <laughs> yeah, no, my grandma had a child lock. It was her uh, Filipino hand broom, and she'd swat us with it. There you go. Out, out, out. <laughs> All right, Odin. Had, uh, my grandmother had a, a parrot for a while. Uh, I don't remember the parrot's name right now, but uh, she also had a little fluffy dog named Jojo. And um, the parrot had learned that not only was Jojo Jojo's name, but would go, Jojo, outside, and the dog would run out the door. And then Jojo, inside, <laughs> and the dog would run back inside. Jojo, outside. And, and grandma's watching this and has to get up and shut the door because the dog's panting and won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh that's god. I need to get a parrot. <laughs> that's amazing. I I'll I'm okay to say on pets because um I have to say Heather has done a fantastic job training our dogs to be disciplined. Mm, okay. They're incredibly well behaved. Um, but I just spend teaching them goofy tricks. That's all <laughs> I want to do. So I have gotten them both to give high fives with either paw. Um, and um, Willow is now able to give me a high five if I hold it at my like chest level. She can stand Ow. up and reach up and give me a high five. Wow. Yeah. But she doesn't like doing it on the wooden floor. So if I put my hand out and go high five and do it high, she will turn around, stand up and lean into me and then swap my hand. <laughs> <laughs> she knows she does have good traction on the wooden yep. floor. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The little one is hilarious. If you throw a ball 
um, Archie will spin like cartoon. <laughs> I hear someone so shaking around. One, yeah, I'm hearing that. Oh, that's um, one of the cats, I think. Yeah, someone was shaking around. It's gone. It's fine now. All right, so Odin, it's it. your turn yeah. for questions. Yes. Oh, I can ask a question. All right. Yes, right. yes. No more no parrot stories. Anything um, or everything. I want to hear another parrot story. I don't have another and parrot story. And if you, listener, want to hear another <laughs> parrot story, we're going to do a bonus episode at the end of the show at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We're going to make a note for... Odin More parrot stories. Parrot stories. <laughs> and this one's about my parrot. Ooh. <laughs> Not nearly as funny. <laughs> All right. Um, Ask me a so question, really... Bridgekeeper. I'm not afraid. <laughs> what is... Um... <laughs> so a really weird thing that, that happens to pretty much everyone for the first time is uh, realizing that you actually sound and maybe look a little bit different on camera than you thought you did. So for, for each of you, when was your first experience with realizing that you're going to sound different than you do in your head? Oh God! Uh, the first time I listened back to a recording of a message I left on someone's phone, I was like, "Oh my God, that's me!" <laughs> um, probably the first time I ever had to talk in front of a mic, but I think the real realization was karaoke. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you hear it out of the speakers, and it's it's dis it's not like oh my gosh, I sound so different. It's just disconcerting to hear your voice out of speakers while you're singing. Yeah. Are you uh, in tune in your head and out of tune on speakers? Erica can answer that, that question sense? better than me. Okay. <laughs> no, he's generally in tune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I did have the, you go, so if you do as much karaoke as I do, you'll get to the point where the KJ will start critiquing you and giving you tips. And okay. I got microphone training that way, where it was like, I need you to stay this far away, and I need you to... And, and when you're at this part of the song, I need you to just step like four feet away from the microphone and stuff like that. So that when you scream, it doesn't max everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he taught me how to, um, I, 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 I watched some voice coaching videos to really learn it, but he taught me how to do some growling too for like horn songs and stuff like that. And he taught me how to do falsetto, um, where you can use a microphone to make it easier to sing in falsetto because if you get your voice really really, really quiet. You can talk at a much higher pitch. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So things like um, The Darkness, that band, that, that particular singer would have a lot of trouble doing that without a microphone. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Because he's not screaming. <laughs> He's he's singing very quietly. I think the the first time I I remember this, um, I left a voicemail. It was on my friend's. Uh, it was like cell phones, right? So mm. it was like on their cell phone, and I said, "No, no, I left you a voicemail." And she was playing it back, and I heard it, and I went, "Oh my god, that's me! I sound like a fucking squirrel." Like I had. <laughs> oh, and now, now I've just accepted that I just sound like a squirrel, which I guess is really, really funny because my kids are always telling me, Mom, you're really intimidating. And every time they tell me, I go, yeah, a squirrel's intimidating. I'm sure that's exactly how that's working out. <laughs> so um, because in my head, my voice is a lot deeper than it actually, <laughs> it actually is. Right. <laughs> um, 
I can attest that Erica is one of the scariest people I've ever met. This is. <laughs> I not mean, I haven't even met her, and I'm scared of her. <laughs> so it is not making fun of her at all. It because I heard from her sister's perspective. I heard this story about how some boy was giving them trouble, and Erica just about knocked him out. And he, <laughs> she was like five or a little older. I was a little older. Yeah, I think we were like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, and the boy was like a third grader. <laughs> Wow. I have a really good right hook. That's all I'm saying. I really do. I don't know how, but I really do. I well, you were in karate for a while at that point. Yeah, we were actually. Yeah, that's yeah. probably where it came from. But... Yeah, that might help. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've only ever been in one fight in my life. I've only ever thrown one punch. I have dropped three different people with a single punch. Yeah, that's what happened. He hit me. I hit him. He went down. Fight was over. <laughs> I took my bike and left. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, I was in a few. Um, I I had a remarkable ability to take a punch. Um, yep. So a lot of it was some kid would hit me in the face expecting me to cry and go down, and I would be like, you just hit me. It, that was my reaction. And they would, they would be so stunned. I'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yep. I've been six foot two since I was 16, so... <laughs> I'm very. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was five foot eleven when I graduated from high school, and now I'm six foot two. I have I been was six foot. Still am. I've been five two since I was twelve years old. <laughs> I've yeah. never gotten any taller. I could totally put my hand on your head and keep you at bay. <laughs> you know what? I've I've never I've, I've taken punches, but I've never really had to take too many punches because I am surprisingly quick. I'm very agile, and I get away very quickly. So. Well, I've got that dwarven dash. I'm very dangerous at short distances. Ditto. Ditto. I am really, really fast in short distances. Mm -hmm. But after, after, I am know. surprisingly agile for about 20 feet. Odin, Odin, have you ever heard the story about how I came up with Kersey Smurfarica? Everyone assumes it's because she has a high pitched voice, she's short, and she curses. But uh -huh. really, it's because when she's bored, she goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I've heard that. I know that. I, I either do the Smurfs or um, Tales from the Crypt. One of those two songs. Oh, okay. But I sing when I'm bored. Yep. When, my, when uh, she my... does Tales from the Crypt, she goes like this when she does it. She... <laughs> 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 yeah. Mine is awesome. the uh, intermission music from Monty Python. <laughs> so I think I mentioned this before. Working at KVA, we had access to a British-based uh, uh, music service, right? This was a, a generic music service. Well, it was the same DeWolf music that did the Monty Python, or they pulled the music from for Monty Python, royalty-free music. Nice. And so I was going through it, I found like six or seven of the songs from the movie on the oh, website. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Wow. That's amazing. That was, that was a lot of fun. And I think uh, since then, someone has, has compiled them a little bit. And the, the main song, the main like Arthur theme, oh, is yeah. only on an old DeWolf LP. It's still not on the website as of the last time I looked. I can't oh, remember what I've been going through the world of royalty-free music, and it's like amazing how much stuff is familiar. That you're like, I had no idea. Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> why you, for you say it's amazing how much stuff sucks. 
because there's no really good royalty music. There's just stuff that sucks the least. <laughs> I, you know, I, I started listening to a channel on Amazon Music that was like insta high power instrumental music, and then right. I was watching some TV shows and it was like epic shots background music. I was oh crap, I recognize, I've heard that, I've heard that, yep. I've heard that. <laughs> there is a really big push for high quality royalty free music on youtube right now and there's some amazing stuff there's especially some really cool synth stuff that's like i can't they just decided that they weren't able to make money on it so they're just going to give it away and it's like this is great did you guys hear did you guys hear about that roblox thing no okay so i never realized this is where uh lee gets it but whenever she like makes like a mistake or or something she goes oof and apparently that is a roadblocks thing like when you die like when the little characters die they say oof and somebody decided they wanted to figure out where it was from so they found it on like some old video game from like the 90s or something i want to say it's it was about a cherub or something like that and that was huh kid icarus no Mm-mm. No. Oh. No, it was about um. I don't know. He was supposed to be an angel or something, but he looked like a cherub. I don't know. But um. So they found it, and they were like, "Oh man, I found it in this really old video game. I knew it sounded familiar." And they made a whole video about where it came from and put it on YouTube. And then the guy that did the sound effects for that video game saw the video and goes, "Oh, they use my music because it wasn't royalty free." Oh and no. It is now suing Roblox and wants like like eight digits worth of money from them. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, it comes from Messiah in two thousand two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that's not that long ago. I remember mm. the game, but oh, I that particular sound. It. Yeah, maybe I, th- I thought you just said meant saying "oof." It's like I've heard that in other games before. No, that particular. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Now. I get it. Now. Yeah. And and Roblox is saying no. We got this from this disc that we purchased, and so it's like a big court case right now. Wow. About copyright. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So where did the disc get it? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then where did the disc get it? And then who is liable for it? Yeah. Right. At that point. Is the company that sold the disc even still a thing anymore? Probably <laughs> yeah, not. Right. Probably not. <laughs> so speaking of cherubs um and also it's almost valentine's day see brian so, uh, that's how you do a segue <laughs> <laughs> this has to be 96 uh, i'm thinking um and there was a local radio station in sacramento called uh, quad 106 and they're doing a uh they're going to be doing a big thing called the Big Fat Harry Valentine's Day Special or something like that. And they wanted to have somebody to be the cherub for, for the picture. But the, the two DJs were both a little too intimidated to wear a diaper and have their picture taken. So on air, they start talking about, we should get a hold of those guys that dress up like Guar because they would be willing to come in and do it. I had a friend listening. They called me because I was one of those guys that built the Guar costumes and ran around. Yeah. yeah so I was I was up on the 19th floor, whatever <laughs> building this was, in a uh cloth diaper that I had sewn and they put on a Lady Godiva wig and I had these uh, little like, you know, yeah, and so this cigar and my gut hanging out. All right. I was on a billboard. That's amazing. Uh, oof. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. 
about a year later, I think, I'm going to a, a Weird Al concert, and the Quad 106 DJs are, are there introducing it, because they're doing some sort of thing with it. And uh, there's there's two guys, Sean and Jeff. And so Jeff is coming out, and he's doing all the uh, explanations of what's going on. And Sean's just standing there in my diaper that I had sewn. <laughs> that's all he's wearing on stage, probably shoes. And so when Jeff finally gets finished, Sean just walks up the microphone and says, I lost the bet. And then backed off for the <laughs> And now, uh, if you want to see more about Sean, go check out Try to Finish Something on YouTube, because that's the same Sean Cash. So uh, it's, it's kind of fun that years and years later, I'm still talking to the guy. Oh, that's but, great. Yeah. That, that reminds me of uh, old episodes of Top Gear when uh, one of the guys would suddenly be wearing like a random <laughs> patterned sports coat or some funky ass shoes. Look at him, look at him go, bet, bet. And then they just wouldn't acknowledge it again. Nope. <laughs> bet, bet. Yeah, Top Gear was great. <laughs> I have to say, we 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 were gonna. Oh my god, I haven't thought about this in forever. So we were gonna do an episode on Weird TV, and oh yeah, Special Mikey at the time was like, yeah, Weird TV, and he turned the entire episode into a Top Gear episode. He did. I really wanted to be a guest on. <laughs> okay. I was like, "Damn! I wish they would have had me on." And they're going to talk about Top Gear. Top Gear is some weird TV most of the time. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, At least great. the old, the the the, the old uh, before the new guys took it. Yeah, absolutely. The um the show they do on Amazon is especially weird. Oh yeah, it's great though. So much fun. Um, Erica, I think it's your time to pick a thing to ask a question about i'm not ready i passed life the universe anything uh, all right um uh <laughs> what do you get <laughs> what do you get when you multiply six by nine no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> no the answer is actually 42 and then i knew there was something fundamentally wrong with the universe uh the answer is 54 but all right hitchhiker's guide the answer is 42 the question is what do you get when you six, multiply six, six by times, nine six by nine all right yeah so the answer is 42 it's wrong i knew there was yeah, something okay. fundamentally wrong with the universe that's right okay <laughs> i love how odin's I, like wait no that's not right you're absolutely right the math is incorrect but it's yeah. supposed to be now, i believe isaac asimov wrote a short story talking about how his supercomputer determined that uh the previous number was wrong and it was actually 43 or something like that but asimov <laughs> actually acknowledged that Dr. guy in a short story nice <laughs> i i was i was i was listening to this thing the other day that if a kid if a kid um um you ask a kid what um one plus one is and if they say one don't say that's wrong ask them why because they might be putting two pieces of gum together that's interesting yeah what? because one plus one you you mix two pieces of gum together you don't get two you get when you chew it you you have one piece of gum yeah up. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah. That's 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 okay, a huge that's and it's fair. It's mathematically sound. It's I, just how? we're used that, to base ten. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that's what that's how we do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it I love paradigm shift stuff where it's like you should always ask someone why they think something's wrong and you might learn something. Well in base yeah, 12, the wrong six answer, by nine does do actually equal forty two, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It does. I believe you. <laughs> Someone else did the math. But yeah, apparently in yes. base 12, 6 by 9 actually is 42. Anywho. You know, something weird happened. This has nothing to do with any sort of question. I just feel like talking about it. Something weird happened to me yesterday at work. So I actually had to go into the office. And um, I 
have somehow become in charge of taking care of everybody's birthdays on my team. I'm not <laughs> sure how. I, maybe it's because I'm a nice person. I don't forget people's birthdays. Like, I don't know how. But somehow I'm always the one that goes and buys the thing and then people gives me the money and then, you know, et cetera. So one of the guys on our team really likes golf. And I know fuck golf about golf. So I'm <laughs> like, like, I know you hit a ball in a hole, uh, but I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, hit a ball in a hole. Jesus Christ. So, anyway. That's, that's well, fundamentally what the game is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just something to do while you take a nice <sighs> park. <laughs> so, so we all agree that we're going to get him a round of golf. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where a nice golf course is around here. I don't know how much this shit costs. I don't know how to do, like, I've never bought this, anything like this before. But I knew uh, one of my friends that was on my old sales team, Chris, did because he played golf. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go upstairs and talk to Chris. And so I go upstairs to talk to him. And I can't remember how it got brought up, but it literally dunned me that I and I had no response. He said he said something and he goes, you know, because you're like an introvert and a nerd and stuff like that. And I know I'm a nerd just because Brian told me and that's how I ended up on this podcast. But, and I know that I'm an introvert, but I try really, really hard to be an extrovert around people, especially at work. And the fact that this guy who never pays attention to anything could have pulled that out. I was like, like visibly stunned for like a few seconds i was like is that obvious am i does, not does trying not hard compute. enough is this thing like so i just wanted to share that because you know it, <laughs> it kind of when odin was asking about like when you realize like you know your voice sounded weird or whatever like right. i didn't realize that i really gave off the fact that i was an introvert because i try really hard to to not do that like so much so like when i'm done off the phone like during the day or done with my meetings or you know when i especially when i have to go into work i don't want to talk to anybody for like three hours nobody talked to me like i need to like reset <laughs> yep right there with you so <laughs> yeah i think yep. whenever whenever erica says the whole thing about she realized she was a nerd because i told her she was i always <laughs> tell a different story about when I realized she was, because there's lots of reasons. <laughs> so one time, so Erica has a friend who's a genius, but kind of odd. He's my friend too, but he's Elijah? a genius, but kind of, well, I didn't want to name him, but Oh, that's he's not fine. listening. To <laughs> <Elijah>. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're talking about like the right person. He's, he's a ridiculous genius, um, but kind of odd. And he has obsessions with things that other people would consider unusual. And he really, really likes the movie Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's yeah. real into it. He knows all the little details. And Erica and I sat down and had Elijah walk us through the whole movie from beginning to end. And we actually managed to have fun. And that's one of the times I realized Erica was a nerd. Because if you, if you can't, if you haven't, most 
people who have an experience with an obsessed person don't have fun and nerds do <laughs> they yeah, recognize the awkwardness they recognize the thing and they're like oh, okay i'm like this about other things i'm not like this about this but i can appreciate their obsession right now and have fun oh, with it someone yeah. asked me something star wars at work the other day and i watched their eyes glaze over as i was answering their question i was like oh i'm getting way too detailed about this okay <laughs> sorry wait wait I have people do that to me all the time. Yeah. You can see it. Their face just goes, okay, I don't care anymore. What do you think? You, you've seen the movie Repo Man, Odin? Yes, I have. It's been a long time, but I have. Yeah. It, there are scenes in that movie, and I not only know this because I had commentary, but there are scenes in that movie that don't make any sense at all. No. Yes. <laughs> that, that thing was a, was a cult classic, you know. Back in the eighties when it came out, it was very quickly became this weird, like it's repo man. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well then they redid it not too long ago. Well, different the Right, different concept, but the same the, name the and everything. The Repo Man yeah. with the new name. I mean, it was just a name. I mean, it was a yeah. sci-fi movie about Fair. reclaiming organs. This the, is true. Amelio this is Estevez true. The Estevez movie was actually about a Repo Man. Right, no, this is true. Right. This is kinda. True. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. What was the one where he's a garbage man? Or no, that's Charlie Sheen. Never mind. He's in that, too. Oh, yeah, they are. That is, that's both of them together, isn't it? Yeah, the movies they made together. Yeah, Men at Work. Men at Work, that was it. So, anyway, that was one of my epiphanies about myself that somebody else along with you know brian saying i'm a nerd and me not realizing it for how no how many years was that seven years ago you said that and i went right oh, around yeah. right a couple years into the podcast so it was a while ago <laughs> <laughs> and i was like but i'm not a nerd what are you talking about and i started thinking about it and i'm like oh shit i think i am like between books and video games and yeah, you know uh, i remember when my uncle bought me my first magic cards my very first deck was literally every card i owned yeah. <laughs> i used to call my wife a nerd and now i'm just convinced that she's a goofball <laughs> it was different but then she surprises me like how obsessed she is with um yeah, avatar, no, see, avatar the james cameron movie yeah. where i don't know too many people that are obsessed with it see <laughs> you're, you're around her all the time you've got nerd death yeah <laughs> You just don't even notice it anymore. Well, it's like having Odin on when he does What's Nerdy With You. It could be the most impressive thing we've ever heard. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, You're well, watching yeah, but it's That's not cool. as good as the thing you had last time. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the first thing you, um, the first thing you ever shared with What's Nerdy With You. It had to do with some Gundam display that you were working on. I don't even remember now. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a while since I've given the back catalog a listen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't remember every episode. I do remember moments from them, though, but don't remember every episode. Uh, talking about back catalog, uh, I never listen to my back catalogs. I almost never listen to a podcast that I'm on, which is nothing against the podcasts. I just don't. No, I get it. Listen to them again, and uh, I never uh, rewatch my live streams. Felicia rewatches the live streams. I know other people do, uh, but I don't. <laughs> the only time I, and, and with the editing, I'm so used to seeing it. You know, I don't watch those either, either unless it's at a con and I just happen to have them on on a, on a TV. But I, yeah, right, right, uh, nice. I don't listen to my own show. Nope, I do. That's, yeah. that's one way I've gotten really used to my own voice hearing it is I listen to our show. <laughs> that's not 100% true. I do periodically at pick like an three, old at like episode three times speed. and listen to it to go, 
because I want to wait enough time that I can kind of listen to it from an outside perspective. So Because you don't remember what you said. So. I can critique myself and look for improvements and you know, stuff like that. It, it, but, you know, everything I know about podcasting, I've learned from either experience or reading guides online. And that was one of the suggestions someone made was wait like a year and listen to those episodes oh. and you can listen to them as a listener. See, I listen to our episodes right as they come out so I can under, you know, hey, there's something wrong with this. We need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's very helpful. Quality control. That is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I used to listen to them while I edit them. Yeah. Like I do everything automated now. Yeah. I don't do the increased speed anymore. I listen I know. to your criticism. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. I could tell the difference, and it was starting to bug me. <laughs> because it was a very slight increase, yeah. and only David could tell. It was tell. just Everyone enough else was like, I didn't notice anything. Oh, it sounds weird. <laughs> what was that, Erica? Oh, I was just going to say, I don't listen to him since I've been on. Um, if I'm on an episode, I, I don't listen to it, because what will end up happening is I'll be like, wait, why didn't you talk about this, Erica? Why didn't, like, I'll start, like, being like, oh, yeah, you could have added something here. And then I'm like, damn it. And then I'll like text somebody, probably Hind Brian. Hindsight like, is our harshest critic. Yeah, because yeah. on occasion her kids will ask to put it on, and that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Didn't you once text me and ask me if an episode was inappropriate? Because you remembered that we had some conversation in that episode that you were like, did it get really sexual in that episode? I think that's, I think you did that once. Yeah. You were like, yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. So I remember, I remember that one. That one was fun. <laughs> I wasn't on it yet. That was, that was, that was one of Erica's first. The only reason I got, I am even on this podcast is because I was listening to it. And every single time I would listen to it, I would text or call Brian and be like, you're wrong. And this is <laughs> Okay, so tired of it. if we're going to do a bonus episode, we got to wrap up, which means I have to go to the Discord where we oh, yes. now have episode by oh. episode discussions and... There are oh, not too bad. So our mods have asked some questions because they're the only ones that are in our Discord. Yeah, they're currently. the only ones that are in the Discord. <laughs> um, specifically, Michael. It, um, yeah, Mike C. Um, there are two questions. I'm gonna go with one because the other one's more of a discussion. Um, you want to share? You want to share any upcoming projects? Who me or yeah, or yeah, America? yeah. This is specifically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy to have. Projects. <laughs> my projects are my um, children. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, and, and, and some some very worthy and awesome projects. Um. So what's what's coming up? I've got a number of episodes that I've shot that I've been trying to get written. Trying. I haven't even opened up the program. Um. In order to to get the ball rolling again. So that's uh. I've got the the Frog Mom's backpack for the Mandalorian because that that project's done. It went to Star Wars Celebration last year. Uh, I just haven't edited the, the two-part video that needs to go along with it. One of the things I'm looking forward to doing this year uh, is actually making a duct tape dummy of myself. Ooh, so I have nice. a physical representation of, of myself for the purpose of making my next full-size costume, which I want to make Bowser. Nice! So make, watching the trailers for the movie is like, yeah, I need to make that. <laughs> That's so, uh, cool. An, an upcoming project that we're seriously weak, because me and Chakram are looking at 
how to how to uh, approach this yeah. and, and still talking about it is is making Bowser. And that may not happen anytime super soon, but that is a long term upcoming. My next full suit build is going to be Bowser. Damn. I, if I want to come up there and hang out, I better do it before you start getting busy again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you could do, Odin, if you have if you have the time. You could do a quick little uh, Last of Us uh, cosplay yeah. and cash in on that right now. Oh, yeah. That. I certainly could. Yeah, and I should. I should cash in on anything I can. Last of Us is doing great. <laughs> I haven't uh, watched it yet, so don't spoil anything is... for me. I, I, I haven't either. I, did you, I have watched so little TV over the past few Did months. you play the game? No. Oh. I, um, okay, never mind then. I actually haven't either. I will say nothing. But I did watch... I watched they the are, entire first. From my game, understanding, uh, they are very. Uh, from my understanding, the it follows the first game fairly closely, story wise, and then diverges in like the fourth episode, something like that. Yeah, I, that, not that, that really. Heard no, that. it doesn't. The, it really, really doesn't diverge that much. No. no. Yeah, I played most of the first one. I didn't. I did a, a commentaryless walk playthrough of the entire. I watched the a playthrough of the entire second one. It was like forty six hours. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I watched a, I watched a playthrough of the first one. It was like about like forty six. Yeah, with all the DLC and everything. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Those are fun. I did that while I was a security guard at night, like three in the morning, and just sitting there watching this game get played. Nope. <laughs> nothing else I, going on. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, Brian, because I hate spoilers. I'm not going to either. I but I it. but I will say if somebody doesn't get an Emmy for the third episode of the last oh my of god us, yeah they right they are completely oh. like i'll never watch another i mean i really don't watch them very much anyway but a i'll lot, never put any stock in it again a lot of the special what. effects are practical and it's amazing yeah it's oh, amazing the third yeah. episode some somebody deserves an emmy yeah I'll tell a, you lo that. a lot of it is makeup and practical effects and it's crazy super cool so, i want to see it i want to see it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of watching uh the new uh mighty uh, the new uh um uh, oh, yeah. Legends of Fox Machina <laughs> the 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 the, yeah, the cri Critical Role animated. Oh, did it come out? The second season started. Yeah, they're like six episodes in now. I the Picard season three premiere is coming soon. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, I think I think that's this this weekend. Yeah. Um. So here I'm just catching up. I finally watching Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Great I'm series. Like episode don't, four. Don't don't expect too much though. It kind of drops off at the end. Right yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming, Odin. It has been fantastic talking about nothing with you this episode. Um, I love our no topic episodes. Um, it it has been way too long. We have to do this again soon. Um, yeah. And I just want to say I was Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Kersey Smurf Erica. Bye. David Theobald III. Bye, nurse. And the Allfather, Odin Abbott. Good night. Thunderclap, Light, lightning thunderclap, bolt, lightning, lightning bolt, bolt, lightning bolt. bolt. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, for all of you who want to see more Nerd Podcast Radio, check out patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. I love this guy. you can see extra episodes, as well as get a hold of our private Discord, where you can talk to us at any time during the week. Now, could you do that again without David interrupting? Sorry. Yeah, David. <laughs> because I am recording this, and I can, I can save that. <laughs> Now, if any of you want to see more Nerd Podcast Radio, just check out patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. You'll get access to extra episodes every week, as well as have... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
That's video access. You get to see our lovely faces. Oh, yeah. All right. This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay informed and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Bye. Brian, cut me off. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To our new show. Thanks for listening.